1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian, Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. I'm Mike Nguyen. And welcome. This is our 59th episode. Yay, yay. Quick shout out to our network, Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. Check those guys out on Instagram at Listening party Presents and at Canal Street Market. And if you're listening on your phones right now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot right now. Post it on Instagram in the form of a story. Tag us at Asian, Not Asian asian pod and if you say something nice we'll retweet it and then it's gonna make your day because you're obsessed with us Mm -hmm. uh mike you're going to san francisco you want to talk about
0: that real quick oh yes uh san francisco bay area fans i will be (laughs) what fans you you sound like the president fans 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 believers by the way our
1: uh on our little secret facebook page yeah they started calling you the fucking oh really yeah we should have names for ourselves on uh, here. I
0: want a whole bunch of nicknames yeah. just like this is have Mike Nguyen aka the fucking fucking nice pants bro yes. aka whatever whatever
1: yeah I like that. I like fucking I'm gonna go with that yeah
0: that's a good one I need, uh, I need to
1: come with, maybe I
0: can be the emperor <laughs> 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 The sunrise emperor sunrise Mart emperor um, okay, but anyway San, yeah, Francisco. San Francisco I'll be there ninth uh, through the 14th really uh, but I will be at uh, diff- different shows check my Instagram for that I'll be doing something at the setup on the 12th, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock uh, on the 9th and on the 10th. So check check them check check out.
1: out. Also, a quick shout out to our newest Patreon members. Uh, this week we have one because we recorded a couple days ago. Shout out to Alan Liu yep. for giving us some money. L U, that's a Chinese name, I think. For sure. Very Chinese. Alan,
0: first name. I already got it. Really? Chinese. Alan's, Alan's yep. a Chinese.
1: Alan is a very Chinese-American name. It is. It is. It really is. Yeah. So thank you, Alan, for donating. And again, listeners, if you don't know what we're doing right now, uh, if, if you want to make a donation to our show on Patreon, we'll give you a shout out on the show. And you can have access to bonus episodes and other rewards that you can find out on uh, patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. Sweet. And um, before we get to our guest, I want to tell a little a little, oh, mi- yes. a mini story of the okay, week. Okay, so... Uh, Something I, happened
0: I, to me. I saw... So we have this little like guide that tells us what to talk about mm-hmm, next, mm-hmm. and it said here Fumi at Knitting Factory, and mm-hmm. I was like, Fumi, you got to do the Knitting Factory, which is a really big show for people at our level. It's a pretty big show. It's a very big in show in general.
1: Drop-ins uh, include Aziz Ansari, yes, Michael Che, people of that level. It was
0: started by Hannibal um, Beres, so it's a big it's deal. A big deal. Uh, and I was like, Fumi, you got to knit factory. That's amazing. Yeah, but what B- was
1: it? But then I was like, No, I just went. <laughs> I just attended. <laughs> no, you know the knit, the knit the knits, as we as say. We call the Knit, as we say, Knit. that's a show that we all want to do. Okay, it's like the hot girl of comedy. We all want to bang her, <laughs> but she, you know, she's very selective. She is only seven comedians at a time. Only selective. seven
0: comedians at a time, right? and not
1: always two Asian people. At the same exactly, time. exactly. So you know, I go there. I support the show. You know, make sure they know who I am, and uh, you know, I, it's it's a very good show. I would recommend it's that right show. It's it's an to Anybody show. who wants to go, it's every Sunday at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. in Williamsburg at Nanny Factory. Yep. And uh, you know, I was just watching. I was watching the show, minding my own business, laughing, you know, chuckling. <laughs> You know, mm. just enjoying mm-hmm. a comedy show. And then uh, there, somebody was doing some cra- I'm not going to say what it is. Somebody was doing some crowd work. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And it turns out that there was this black girl dating an Asian guy. Whoa. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's rare. Huh? That's rare, but, like, not a crazy combination. No. It happens. Yeah. Every 30 years, it happens. It does. You know? And, you know, doing some crowd work. And then she, she, the comedian said something like, uh, oh, I always I like, uh, th- I think it's so cute when, uh, an Asian, or a black girl's dating an Asian guy. Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I would never do it, blah blah, 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 But she did that little thing, I would never do it. Ooh. And then people go, oh. Uh, some people laugh, but I heard a lot of, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened. I think this podcast, this podcast made
0: me sensitive.
1: Uh. I, I felt sad, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Really? Because some people are laughing and I was like,
0: man, like, that's not cool. People, people don't know this, Fumi generally,
1: does does not care about no, Asian stuff. I'm a comedy Republican. You are. I like that stuff usually.
0: But yeah, yeah. This you comedy you made me, you made me woke. <laughs> <You> made <laughs> I wouldn't would definitely not call you woke. 58 but
1: episodes later, 58, you restarted
0: I didn't even know what microaggression was. Episode yeah, one. Yeah. Now finally, after 58 episodes, you are like back at what I was ninth grade. <laughs> In the, you know, like barely even aware of it. So you got a little sad about it. I I, I was just annoyed. I didn't. I didn't. It's annoying. I didn't care
1: that this person decided to make that joke you know I'm not saying this person's not funny sometimes I say dumb shit on stage on the spot because you're not thinking for sure it's just I was annoyed that some people laughed I wish that everybody would've been like (laughs) <laughs> but that's what I wanted I
0: wanted to just w- I wish that everybody immediately started making out with the Asian guy right then and there yeah but
1: it's, it was also weird because uh, you know this comedian wasn't white so it's like this is an interesting little thing oh yeah right? for so sure. obviously there's a whole thing about how you know white people look down on Asian men especially blah 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 yeah whatever but this was this wasn't a this wasn't a white comedian, so it's like different flavor. Yeah, Still hurtful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different flavor.
0: Definitely. E two brutus. That's yes, what it and is. And I thought
1: of um, this bit you had one time about what it's like being an Asian guy is that- All my bits are like that.
0: <laughs> all my bits are, you know what's like being an Asian guy?
1: Well, yeah, there's a really funny bit on the podcast about if you if, if you don't know what it feels like to be an Asian guy, you have to be prepared at all times oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> for somebody to tell you they're not gonna fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just at any time, you could just be sitting there and finishing your marketing presentation going, yeah. okay, fantastic. And as you can see, our uh, estimates are going to uh, go up for, esti- for quarter four. That'll be great. Any questions? Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck you. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Any other questions? Yes. Anything yes. about people not wanting to fuck me? Exactly. So yeah, time,
1: it, it just annoyed me, and I was like thinking about it all night. No, and, no. Uh, my, girlfriend wanted, my girlfriend wanted to have sex, but I was like, no, I'm not in the mood. Oh. And, and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, ah, it's fine.
0: She, 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 there you go. She, she's, she, she, she wanted some of that. She wanted some of the foomies. The fooms? I know, but I want,
1: I want everybody to want the fooms, you see. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's my little... Little
0: story of the week. That's what it is. Like, a microaggression isn't like, oh, I'm really hurt, but it's like, I got a rock in my shoe. Yes. And you're just like, I got, this, I got shoe. this rock in my shoe. I got a rock in my shoe. And like, and everyone's and it like, racist. It's a racist <laughs> rock. It's a racist And rock? people are like, yo, what's, are you okay? You're walking kind of funny. And you're just like, i it's, oh, kind of it's nothing. It's nothing big deal. It's yeah. Just don't worry about it. Let's just keep, just don't worry about it. And then you just have to deal with the rock in your shoe. And you can't, we can't do anything about it until you get home, and take the rock out.
1: Right, 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 right. So the rock is still in my shoe. The rock um, is still in your shoe.
0: Welcome to the Rock and Shoe Club
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways I don't have a solution For this But I just wanted The listeners to know That um, I wanted The anals to know Asian not Asian listeners Anals I wanted all the anals To know that uh, I'm hurting And I could I could use a nice DM (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's Ladies, true Ladies, like who he's use yeah, a nice
0: get, get a nice DM um, Because, uh, you know Messages from your significant other mean nothing <laughs> Mean nothing A sex offer from my Six significant other mean nothing friend. Nothing, I don't nothing. want that I want, I want a stranger to tell me You're not so bad Okay, um, <laughs> okay So okay. Uh, I think uh, it's about time I, I feel that our guest is chomping is at the bit To yeah. get up on this She's uh in.
1: Usually our guests don't laugh at her shit When they're waiting Yeah but the guest today she's smiling she's gonna give
0: good vibes I laugh
2: a lot guys she's talking she's she's talking she's She's talking talking. it's happening it's happening
0: I'll just just (laughs) speed this up our guest is the Asian Forces editor at Huffington Post uh, covers a lot of uh, things related to Asian American uh, identity and the Asian American community and representation Mm -hmm. Uh, she joins us now here on the podcast give it up for Kimberly Yam it's actually Yam I'm gonna correct you guys it's Yam because Asian
2: people have to at, at least Asian people love to know you know that's very true
0: oh, that's yeah. very i've yam. never met a
1: yam before what yam. is a yam?
2: um it is not a sweet potato i'll mm. say that much it's not a starch
0: did you get that a lot did you get i did of yeah, i yeah, actually yeah.
2: did get that well usually white people say yam and i'm like no that, but that's not it and mm. that's also really hurtful because that's what our people had to eat during the cultural revolution but whatever um, so <laughs> it's yam yeah um it's actually so it's a Cantonese name. The rest of my family, they're all Rens. And then my dad had to go and get a Hong Kong citizenship and now we are the laughing stock of a lot of white people all around
0: the world. He had to get another name. He had to get, get oh, I see. He
2: got a Cantonese name. He had so to between get a Cantonese yeah. Name. So the the Mandarin the Mandarin turns into ren turns into yam what? why how? why how? how what how is, is that different like dialects ch- yeah oh yeah, different dialects the, sounds yeah. are the
1: same you shouldn't be the same no, the sounds sound- are different that's the whole thing with chinese dialects right it's the crazy spelling is the same oh. but the, but the the, pronunciation. The like, actual
2: character is exactly the same yeah. um the actual sound is entirely oh, different oh so i see what yeah. you're saying Got so it. it's like learning a completely different language
1: what's the, so what's the um character mean
2: the cha- oh so that's this
1: character uh, how can on, we, yeah, but I, I can read uh, kanji or Chinese letters but I, I don't know what this is This it means is, king
2: Um, I have okay so I don't really know what it means <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's awesome gotcha. I should know? I know. no I know I wasn't very so. prepared for this wow. thanks for letting me know <laughs> um, but yeah it it means probably something very insightful everyone um that's so, good yeah. and we'll just leave
1: it at that <laughs> we'll yeah, just leave exactly. it at that, I'm mysterious, it at I'm that. mysterious uh mysterious. well thank
0: you for joining us um and uh you're you're a writer at huff poe i think we we just you know uh i re- i saw in your bio too that you went to georgetown georgetown you went yes. to georgetown and then you went to the school of foreign service
2: yes i did did um, you yeah I, at some point i wanted to be asian madeline albright
0: you wanted to be a dip- diplomat
2: Yeah, I did. Did you take
0: the foreign service exam?
2: I did not. Ah. Um, At some point along the way... So the thing about journalism is that every single day of your life is super different. Every single day of your life, you're talking to people from different walks of life. And it's... It is in the cheesiest way, it's the coolest job on earth. Um, and I think that at some point during my college career, I realized this, and I didn't want to do the same thing every day. I get bored so easily with mm. with so many different things, and so I needed something that would keep me on top of my feet, like, I had to, I really like learning every day, it's mm. like, dumb and cheesy as So i'm gonna say a lot of like really basic things mm-hmm, but i'm mm-hmm. gonna lean into it <laughs> it's okay, so it's got, not gonna be basic at all yeah, you know yeah, yeah.
0: You, got a, you got a chinese tattoo on your arm so i do yeah. i have
2: i have many asian tattoos mm-hmm. um uh and uh yeah so i just wanted to do something where i could be surprised every single day mm-hmm. and it, i wanted to be i wanted it to be really cerebral okay um because yeah, I just get bored really easily. So I need something where I have to think really hard every day. Did you <laughs> so this is
0: it? Is did you did you have a job before this that was like real boring? No. This was mm-hmm. your first job.
2: Yeah, this is like straight out the gate. <clears throat> I was twenty-one when I first entered the journalism world. And Hi. I think that is insane. Okay, first of all, shout out to Jessica Preuss, who is who is my first editor, who is probably the most brilliant person I've ever worked with, worked under that was, you know, like to give this 21 year old kid a shot at, you know, journalism and like kind of a very mainstream and giant outlet. I think that is kind of crazy. I think back to who I was then and I was so insecure and like, I was like, oh, you know, like I came from a school where um, I wasn't doing journalism. And so to take a shot and just go for it and trust me and just let me publish things, I think is kind of insane. I was literally 21 years old and people make this joke that I uh, I hit puberty at HuffPost. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm 26 now and, and it's just, I feel like I've been in the game like for so long, but it's not quite true. But but you know, like the years spent in digital media, it, it makes you kind of stronger because it's a really volatile industry, but it's also very exciting. Yeah, so. so
1: is it not common for somebody out of college to get a job at like a Buzzfeed or HuffPo to write? Because I, I don't know anything about the journalism industry. Is that not common?
2: Yeah, I think in some ways it is if they have like kind of a feeder program. um, So I went into it with the fellowship program and it's kind of, It's kind of like Hunger Games, you know, for writers. And so, like, they put all of us, like, in these different teams and we see who lasts and not everyone lasts, (laughs) you know. And so. What are they What kind of
0: games are they? Yeah. I mean, how many people (laughs) did you kill? Like, what's that? What do you mean, um, last? In
2: my lifetime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I. So, everybody kind of comes in. And so. Uh, you're put on different teams and I think you're assessed by, you know, like what you put out, your skill, oh, your, shit. you know, like how quickly you can write, um, the stories that you pitch. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, either you get hired or they let you go. And mm. so that was kind of the case for me. Mm. And so I killed off a couple people, but it's okay, I'm still yeah. here, ha ha. <laughs> you- Suck it, bitches.
0: <laughs> were, you, were you an intern? Were you getting paid?
2: Um, I was getting paid like, oh my goodness. so. Back in the day, I think the pay for fellows was $10 an hour. And I remember, Whoa. <laughs> listen, yeah, I, remember, I made more money in
0: American apparel, dog.
3: <laughs> oh, dude, that's I'm,
2: crazy. I'm sure I was, I swear to God, I was late, like three months late on rent. And like at the <gasps> time I was living in this place that was crawling with cockroaches. Like you'd be taking a shower and you'd be like, oh, what's, what's that on the wall? And like. You try to act normal, but it was disgusting. It it was a very sad point in my life, but I wanted this so bad that I was like, okay, gotta stick it out. But it also speaks to the fact that I think digital media, the journalism industry in general is very white and very wealthy for a reason, you know? It's Mm, like, mm, it's mm. very much set up so that, you know, some rich person's kid is gonna, you know, get in there much easier than someone like me, like a working class background. So I think that's something that i would love the entirety of the industry to keep in mind it should be a lot more accessible than it was right i
0: think if anything do you feel it's more i mean i feel if any like things are going down like fucking buzzfeed isn't what it used to be uh there's no more gawker there's like a lot of consolidation of things Mm -hmm. i mean do you feel because it's only been five years or six years you've been in the business but it's changed so much right right do you feel that it's gotten worse or better you know
2: I mean, what I will say about journalism is that you can't hide. you know I think in other uh, industries, maybe if it's banking or something like that or like I don't know, any other industry, if someone's if someone's really really famous dad is something, it can usually get you in the door and you can just last there, you know mm-hmm. but in journalism, you have to produce something that's for the public. and so if you suck, you suck and you're out, you know? You are absolutely, yeah. yeah, And so I've always kind of loved that there is some sort of merit to it that, you yeah. know you cannot hide behind anything and then you know at some point people will notice do you have a good take on a certain issue are you able to think about like a second day story all these things are so important and if you're kind of dumb and not creative mm-hmm. and you only have famous parents then then you can't really do anything with it you know so I have mm. always appreciated that much I come from a kind of not the typical roots that a lot of people think of Asian America I'm a Chinese restaurant kid and sometimes I feel like you know like I feel out of place because that's not what a lot of my peers are like yeah but at the end of the day it's like okay like I know I can write I know I can think this is why I'm here and this is why we all kind of last you know and so like that has always been the guiding kind of principle that I've lived my life in it's just like you know what people can hate people can do whatever but like you're meant to be here because there's some sort of merit to the industry right
0: right right i feel um you know let me let me ask you this then if you know the industry is always about I, i mean i don't know if you would agree if the industry now is like getting eyes on things getting clicks on stuff there is a merit but then do you ever think that like the merit isn't always in the right thing yeah. Do you know what I'm saying.
1: No, like I do. Like, it's more about numbers, right? Because yeah. I know that in comedy, uh, some of my friends make content for like the Comedy Central Instagram page, and you can make something really funny, but they just go by views. Mm-hmm. So it could be an amazing piece of comedy, but right. if it doesn't get as many views as the fat guy farting on screen, then the fat guy farting on screen gets to keep that job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. Is that kind of yeah, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel like what what is pop? What is what gets a lot of traction is different from what you would consider good journalism because we feel Mm -hmm. that with good comedy like Mm -hmm. there's some people who are comedians who are like we think are the best and you've never heard of them Right, and then there's people who are like, eh, they're okay, they're good at memes, and they're like killing it. Right, so right. do you right. feel like that kind of dichotomy in journalism?
2: For sure, and I think this is this happens to a lot more of these like mainstream larger platforms uh, that they're kind of slaves to, you know, the numbers and the traffic. Is that at the end of the day that that's what sustains them? That's what makes money. But I think for an individual journalist, if you want to make a name for yourself, you're not going to only pump out traffic, uh, trafficy. Uh, clicky content you know if you really want to make a name for yourself you're going to produce a piece that is actually good journalism is actually a really really good take and people will recognize your name for the certain takes that you have Mm. i think if you are someone who brings in a ton of traffic and that is great for the company you might be really really respected within the company but i think maybe you know your name outside the company
1: doesn't last quite
2: as long other
1: writers can always sniff out who's Mm. just like a clickbait guy versus like oh this guy wrote this amazing thing on NPR for sure and
2: I think that there's merit to both you know like I think that there there is some sort of skill that comes with trying to figure out what brings in the most traffic like I wouldn't say that those people you know suck at their their craft or anything but i think that there's a difference between people who really really respect the art of journalism and reporting versus people who really understand content
0: yeah those are
2: kind of two different things right
0: i I like that respect yeah it's about respect man it's uh yeah you're talking about it's important to have a a take Mm. in your in journalism is there a way you describe your take on things is there like a Ooh what's your
1: voice? Yeah, what's your what's so your what's so in the, comedy? What's the
0: Kimmy voice? Right, so Kimi In comedy Yom you got to have
1: like a voice. Right. What's your, like
0: Your your, if your voice is strong enough.
1: That means you get a show because other people can write in your voice. Yeah. It's mm. that it's that pervasive, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what like do you think you feel like you're still working on it or do you think you have something like that?
2: Yeah, I think my voice is pretty unapologetic because i always felt like i was kind of the kid that had nothing to lose you know Mm. what i mean there's no like big family name out there and there's no whatever it was kind of my parents were like go chase your dreams we don't really know what you're doing but just do it (laughs) because we're not we don't even know what huff post is you know and so i think that for me it was always um like i know i'm like kind of this like I know I come off like a crazy bitch, and that's because <laughs> I am. You said yeah. it, not me.
0: Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. It
2: is, it is because like that is extremely just like, <laughs> that, that's true, it's who I am. Mm. And I cannot, like I've tried to, I remember in my first years in the newsroom, I really tried to just be um, like, really quiet and civil and professional and that lasted like maybe a year yeah yeah and then i was like oh i have to go back to like my loud clothes and cussing a lot because i can't hide anymore under this mask (laughs) you know um and so i think like my voice is very very unapologetic it's rude it's uh if you're (laughs) if you are chinese you know what fujinese people are like (laughs) it carries a stigma is that what you are exactly Fujinese. That, yes. I am Fujinese as hell. Like like yeah. that is just who I am, and I'll, I know a lot of people like feel shame about it or whatever. But I always I always love that about myself, and so it's like that's how I write, that's how I talk, that's how I emote, like that's who Mm -hmm. I am. I'm kind of angry all the time. Are
0: Fujinese people this is like the Bronx of China or something?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're like, we're stereotyped as very loud and impolite and have no manners and you know what? I'm very loud and impolite and have no manners so I am, you know, all of those things but at the same time I always felt like my brand was that you can be all these things but my primary interests lie in the intersection of Asian American identity Mm -hmm. and politics And so I do a lot on immigration um, and that's, you know, my main passion is a lot of immigration reporting. And so I've always wanted to show like you can be, me, I kinda look like a teenager who's like mad at their parents all the time. Yeah. You know? Like I yep. understand I look like that. I get it. Okay. And like crossed with like a stripper and like I get that I look super. This
0: is the roast. This is the best roast. <laughs> no, 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 so true. so, She's so I, Yo, You understand. are so whack. Okay, no, let me so go over the reasons. Hey, look at these shoes. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead.
2: But it's true. It's like, I think you can be all these things at the same time and you don't have to be super polished, but if you're smart, you're smart. And if you understand, if you really, really want to take responsibility and learn about your culture, your community, and all these things and do right by them, you can do that too. And I've always felt like, you know, that's the one voice that I want to show. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want people to learn, you know, all the like little asian girls out there like you don't really have to be no you don't have to be nice you can be rude as fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to
0: be what is rude <laughs> rude what is are you like, doing here <laughs>
2: okay i i feel like i uh my attitude comes off a little bit aggressive sometimes mm-hmm. um because i am <laughs> mm-hmm. and so you know, I think that a lot of times people, when they see an Asian woman that's kind of, um, you know, not meek or anything like that, I think they get a little annoyed because they're like, ugh, this isn't really what we were
0: expecting right, right, you right, to right. like. Do you feel that maybe you're, like, people think you're rude even just, just for... talking (laughs) just Just like your um, timbre your existence (laughs) (laughs) your existence is quite rude to some people I I do
2: actually think so and I think that you know in a lot of ways it's a disappointment and I understand I've kind of been like the problem child my whole life Mm -hmm. you know because it's just like ooh you're like really not what we were promised you know and so that's a little annoying to us (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's not what we were promised like why are you not this stereotype gasp
1: right.
2: You're not subservient? Yeah. You
1: have the earrings um, of a Puerto Rican girl. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Right. Why is that what's happening? Oh my <laughs> God.
2: My hoops yesterday ripped out another girl's hoops when I was giving her a hug. That's rude. It that's was so rude. very rude. And
1: yeah. then
2: on Twitter, I was like, and that's because I'm the better bitch.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, you're like, you kind of have this like, you kind of, yeah. The Bronx is a good, exa- you have like a Cardi B thing Where to you. Where are you from?
2: I am from upstate. Okay. So this is the thing. I think i am the way that i am because my dad kind of raised me like one never ever ever back down from a fight and i don't ah. i've never backed down from a fight in my entire life two um if someone like really tries to screw you over like just don't let them you know i Mm, think like a lot of these (laughs) (laughs) i just think that a lot of these like you know asian a lot of asian culture is about being really reserved and really composed. And for I sure. think a lot of it has to do with shame and honor, but I think my dad specifically took it the other way. And it's like, we won't be shamed. You're not gonna disrespect your honor because we will get back at you, you um. know? And so I was always, like, I'm very thankful for how I was raised. Cause I think that just being like that, you skirt the whole model minority thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like right, I've right, never right. kind of, fit in that mold and so I've never felt like that my family was never like that and so you know it's kind of just how it is Mm -hmm.
1: I want to kind of get into this because you write so you write for HuffPoke but you specifically do Asian voices, Yes And you talked about you know immigra- writing for writing about immigration, writing about mm-hmm. Asian representation. Um, how did you like? When did that passion begin for you? Because I know for a lot of Asians, and you kind of you know tweeted about this a little bit ago, but a lot of Asians kind of go through like a self discovery in their early twenties, and that's when they become very like proud about who they are and stuff yeah. like that. Was you know sort of the whole Asian power thing was that something that was part of you since from a young age or is this something you discovered in college and then you got into it by chance by writing for HuffPo kind of like walk us through like why why that path for you the
2: steps yeah um so I grew up in a very white blue collar like working class town it was super red white and blue Mm -hmm. and I believe when I checked the demographics when I was younger, it was under 1% Asian. And so I think even now if I look at it, I think there's about 40 Asians in town. And I feel like my family probably makes up most of that. Mm. So we don't know many other Asian people. Um, And so, because so many of my references to my own race were kind of were super negative. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I come from this Chinese restaurant family. And if you're one of those people who come from Chinese restaurant families and you live in predominantly white areas, you understand the kind of stigma that's tied to that. Mm-hmm. And so instead of people thinking that you're fancy agents and do all this stuff. You get the absolute opposite where people think you aren't shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. people will shout like random ass menu items at us. Or like um <laughs> you know, it's like oh uh, so are <laughs> Yeah. Like you're to you mean yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 naughty yeah. in the restaurant? Just like while you're walking around? Oh, like, yeah, while you're, yeah. While
2: you're walking around, um there was a ton of that. You know, I remember there was like one year it was Halloween, and these kids came in, and they dressed up as Asian tourists. And they so they literally taped their eyes back, um, so that they were slanted. Um, they like the cameras around their necks, like Hawaiian shirts and everything like that. And that image made it onto the school newspaper oh as a <laughs> funny thing. Oh yeah, as yeah. A hilarious thing. And I I very distinctly remember there was a teacher asking me, you know, like, did you. Do you feel uncomfortable about this? Um, and of course, because you're young and all you want to do is just like fit in with your peers, yeah, you know. Totally. And you're not because you're in a town that is so isolated from the rest of your culture. You're not necessarily looking to defend your people. You're just like, okay, I'm gonna say whatever I can to yeah. fit in because I just want to be one of these cool girls. How, how you old were
1: you when this happened? Yeah.
2: Um, I want to say like 15.
0: Ooh, that's mm. a good age. Yeah. That's a 15? good age for racism. No, that's, a, that's a good age for racism. That's
1: a real prime Quality age for racism. Age. Did yes. you have anything like that when you were in high school? Because, okay, so no. I always like to, I love these stories, but Mike Mike is a privileged little Asian boy. Yeah. Okay, Mike grew up in the West Coast. He's a very confident oh, Asian person. Oh, West Coast. You know, uh, he,
0: uh, uh, he didn't feel weird about being Asian. You guys
2: have West Coast, like, privilege. We like, do. confidence privilege. But we also
0: had, like, straight up, like, white supremacists on campus too. Ooh, so the, the two extremes. Yeah, we had like people, uh, we had like Asian gangs and we had like white gangs. So wow. it was like one of those things. I also grew up in the 90s and everybody was in a gang. So I didn't, mm. I didn't have that, but uh, in Texas, when I was up in Texas, I had. I would have stuff like that. I remember
1: um, I had a similar moment like that where I had to sell out my own culture. Yeah. I, I wanted to fit in and uh, I just kept talking about like rice. Like people would laugh when I said rice. Oh really? In class, <laughs> so I would just say like rice a lot. Like uh, if like, "Hey, why are you doing that?" It's cuz I want rice or something. And they would laugh. And I didn't uh, feel good about it, but I just kept doing it.
2: Yeah, cuz you you get a reaction. You get a reaction. Positive, like I right? think this is yeah. good. Like
1: I think they like me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a
0: terrible joke. <laughs> no, I get it. I yeah, yeah, I yeah. Totally I was just I would just say
1: rice over and over again and people thought it was so funny and I was like now that i think about it i was like why did i do that
2: don't yeah, you yeah. wish people could laugh at just rice now like now you guys have to work so much harder rice doesn't oh, work it's
0: anymore. Not, it's not funny. i would never let you do that by the that way bit. if you ever <laughs> did, I did a rice this, if on stage. and ended with rice i'm sorry this show is over <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad um so anyways yeah so uh continuing on you 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 grew, you grew up at, you grew up in this mm-hmm. town right. and then this is kind of related to like uh you had they had this really a uh, famous tweet that went viral a set of tweets. Oh yes, mm. yes, yes. I read yeah. this. And uh, I guess you I mean, if you want to walk us through it. Yeah. How, how did that even like come about?
2: Um okay. So this is <laughs> this is my thing. Asian America loves talking about representation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I am actually extremely tired of everyone pulling this phrase, representation matters out of their asses. That's one of my questions. That's That's, one of your questions. That's one of my my questions, but continue, continue. (laughs) Okay, Okay, I think that it is okay, so one... First of all, I am like a research and stats hoe. Like if, if there needs to so be like, thirsty so thirsty for so those so whatever, what's no, it called, listen. Fuji, Fujian? So, uh, yeah, I guess Fujinese, Fujinese people like that shit too. Uh, <laughs> no, but listen, like I think that especially in this era when people are like fake news, fake news, fake news, you need to back your shit up. Mm. Like some things, you know, can just exist as Facebook rants. Everything else in news I think when you write about something, back it up with like anecdotes or evidence that, you know, something is real, something happened. This mm-hmm. is like a mm, larger yeah, phenomenon. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Or like there has to be research, there has to be data backed up. Yep. So when the whole thing went down with Crazy Rich Asians. I really, really wanted my coverage to be different because I was like, why is everyone just ranting? Do you know why representation matters? And I will, there was, a, mm. there was an unnamed celebrity, I'm not gonna say who it is, that I have asked this question where I was like, so why does representation matter? And this person actually told me that this was a difficult question to answer. Mm. And to me, I'm like, okay, if you're going to tout this phrase, representation matters, you should know why. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Okay, so there is this concept, it is called symbolic annihilation. And it is coined in 1976 by these researchers. And to me, that that is crazy because we have known that there's this whole phenomenon around the absence of representation that dates way back to the 70s, right? I was not even born then. There was a few Mm. decades before I was even on this earth. Um, We knew that there were consequences. And so basically it means that your existence in this fictional world, okay. So if your existence in this fictional world Is just not there it doesn't exist you're not in um entertainment hollywood books movies or whatever then your social existence in the real world is not validated Mm, and so mm. you start to wonder do i matter as a human being so when this movie came out i was like oh god like no one is getting to the point no one is understanding why this is a big deal because we do need more movies that very accurately uh, portray the rest of the population because this is not happening right now. Mm. So why does it matter? I know why it matters to me, and I understand how symbolic annihilation has affected my own life. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I was just like, okay, so this is why it matters to me. So I laid out the set of tweets. I laid out. The entire, just basically, you know, from a young age, what happens when you're not represented on screen, when your only references to your race are these shitty kind of terrible racist experiences and Mm. how you end up hating your identity. Mm -hmm. And so... I think hopefully because of that people will understand that there are actually real world consequences so after um high school when I was just going through you know like I remember going to college and thinking you know I'm gonna hate all the Asians there and I'm not gonna hang out with them and just I'm gonna you know I'm different you know why because, you think that because I felt that at the time being a real American, being like this red-blooded American, that meant not hanging out with Asian Americans, which is very much playing into this perpetual foreigner concept. And it's fucked up, it is not right. But then I go to college and I realize like, oh, you can have different types of Asians. Wait, they're not <laughs> mm. all nerdy? No, no, no.
0: just mm. discovered this. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool Asians? Yeah, cool Asians. Cool Asians. No, like existed. you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, cool like, Asians. But, but you know,
2: cool Asians. But why would know. I,
1: like, you know, you grew up in upstate. With like paintball guns and bonfires you know i grew up uh, yeah. in the midwest with friday night football and trumpets yeah, um, it's marching night band football. right why would i know that uh, until, until, because of
2: right? what she was saying exactly yeah. you really don't discover this until later where you go to college even okay so georgetown doesn't really have that many agents i think my uh my year it was something like nine percent but Is that i remember It might be. I mean, Mm. it's just white as fuck. Like, it's just like boat shoes and vineyard vines everywhere. (laughs) Um, And so I remember going there. It's just... 9% 9% I guess agent for my class and yeah. I remember thinking like oh this is Chinatown <laughs> Ooh, oh even see, 9% 9%, was 9%? It was from 1%. exactly because yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. you go from the being the only Asian family to yeah. like a couple others <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. why are there more of us that's weird <laughs> um, but there were like there were so many you know three dimensional Asians there and mm. you know I didn't I realized that we aren't what we're just seeing on screen, right? We're not just nerdy, annoying math leads. Like, that's not it. Like, you can be so many different things. Um, And that was so eye-opening to me, and then, you know i met a dude and then the the question was like (laughs) why why do you like only eat grilled cheese like why why is that a thing like why do you not know anything about your culture um does your family even have a rice cooker you know Mm, mm, um mm. (laughs) and so it was kind of like a weird experience where you're getting shamed for not knowing anything about your culture where the opposite was true at home, where you're kind of shamed for being the most Asian thing that a lot of people yeah, have yeah, seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, this guy was Asian.
2: Yeah, this. this oh, dude he was Asian.
1: Saying, oh.
0: he was saying that she didn't know a lot about Asian. About so. Asian. Yeah,
1: oh, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, I was gonna yeah. say, why would a white guy say that to you? But that makes sense.
2: Yeah. No, that would be that would be very strange. That's her new um, article right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that that was a super eye opening experience where it was like, damn, I don't know anything about my people, about Mm -hmm. my culture, it's time to repatriate myself, you know? And so like I went through this whole process of like learning and I think that, you know, that informed me kind of of my later career. It's like, I think if you kind of grow up with a lot of this, There's a part of you that takes it for granted because you're around Mm, it all the time. Whereas for me, I had to go actively learn about it, actively learn about history and actively understand what Asian people are up against. And so when you enter the journalism industry, you're like, God, like, okay. So not only is there completely just this lack of representation um, in Hollywood, there's a lack of just Asian representation in news. Like, there's a ton of shit going on. I honestly feel like I'm so busy all the time, and there's not, there's just not enough hours in the day to cover everything that's going on with Asian America. Um, but it doesn't seem like that. Mm-hmm. When you look around in the news, you're like, nah. where, where is our for, news, takes right? Takes us forever
0: to find links for our race news segment. I know. So long. <laughs> takes us like, it's like one thing a week. Right, right, like, right, okay, right. You type the in
1: Asia on and New York Times, it's like 2019. Okay, one article. 2016. Ooh, it's like, yeah, oh, no, a three-year gap New York Times, Times And man. then yeah, and <laughs> it's always
0: like, oh, Harvard case again. Yeah, again. <laughs> it's like, still going on? Okay, let's just keep going, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. So the whole mission for... Asian voices when we launched was just Asian American news needs to be mainstream. The fact that people are like, and people have said this to me so many times, they're like, you know, like your beat is so niche. Like, what the fuck do you mean so mm, niche? True, 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 true. We are the fastest growing demographic in America. Yeah. How is that niche? You know, yeah, there's right, like right, 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 the, right. the world is teeming with Asian people. You know, yeah. we're everywhere. Yeah, um, you cannot escape us. And so I yeah. don't think that that should be you know that that really should not be the mentality here and so you know like i think that so much of this job is just fueled by the fact that we just don't even have a baseline we don't have baseline equity in newsrooms even you know Mm. asian americans
0: yeah yeah do um can can you give me an example of like a recent thing that you, you were just like why isn't this covered more? You know what I'm saying, like, like you a know, topic or anything. You know, any any Recent particular story, topic. you're just like, you know, like this should be in everything, and you you realize that you're, like, you're, you're the all, only you're one. You're the one cover. okay, covering this. Happens like probably
2: every week. Okay, I recently did a profile on Andrew Yang. Oh yeah, Andrew Yang makes a lot of news for UBI. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. um, which I have to give Ronnie Chang a shout out because that was a really great interview he did with him yeah that shit was was so funny it was really good um i think it really broke down the concept in a way that was very digestible for people and like people actually cared and and tuned in but the fact that nobody has really done a piece on his identity and mine was kind of just the only one and i understand people are like oh this is identity politics or whatever okay we don't live in a post-racial society. Yeah. We, everybody has to confront this reality. We simply do not. So the fact that he's out there and then however he's perceived because he's Asian American, that does matter, you know? And then how does he, how he's represented as a presidential candidate i think it does matter and so by erasing his identity and by not touching on it we're kind of pretending that he's on the same playing field as right. everyone else it's one of
0: those like all mm. lives matter type situations where exactly. all of a sudden you're like not talking about anything because you're avoiding the, the, the thing issue. that's mm-hmm.
2: right there absolutely and i think that mm. a lot of people are like oh well you're making this about um his race and not about the real issues uh false his his platform has been covered a ton but the big missing piece is just like what ha- how his how has his identity factored into his campaign
0: i think for sure i mean you're totally right is he does run on this whole thing he's a businessman like he's right. like a leader that sort of thing which are you know not to say he's he's using that but there is a story about like asian people good at business you know mm-hmm. like all these right. things that are happening that you that no one has talked about really right right
2: I mean, for him, and I think specifically for an Asian man doing this campaign. Okay, one, we have a history of shitting and masculating Asian men in the West. This is a Shouts. huge problem. it <laughs> 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 at the knitting factory. That is a <laughs> <Rewind>. huge problem. <laughs> Second of all, okay, we have something called the bamboo ceiling, and it's beca- it's where. Asian Americans do not get promoted in workplaces for for reasons mostly tied to the fact that there is a stereotype that we cannot lead that we are not strong leaders mm. that we are not we are better worker bees so the fact that he is absolutely going for the jugular it does matter we can't ignore the fact that one he's an Asian male in a place that emasculates Asian man men two that it is very rare, you know, to see an Asian man just try to be a leader of an entire nation. And one thing that I really wanted to touch on in my piece uh, journalists out there, do not steal this take because I <laughs> probably will go for it a little bit later is that Asians are still seen as perpetual foreigners. So, oh, in a right, sense, right, right. that mm. we have this very, very conspicuously Asian face trying to lead a nation in a, you know, that's it's american but a lot of people probably don't even perceive him as american yeah that's or, a huge mm, deal and yeah. so all these factors together you cannot ignore the fact that andrew gang is asian i'm sorry people and i'm sorry i don't know if andrew gang thinks this himself but he did answer a lot of issues is that he felt like an underdog when he was growing up
0: for sure Where did you grow up? I'm not sure.
2: Upstate New York. Like you. Like me. And that's another reason why I really wanted to do this profile. I was like, dude, I know where you're coming from. I really understand it. And so, you know, this was interesting because he said that, you know, the whole underdog mentality fueled him to do this campaign. Do you think his campaign manager is
1: telling him not to talk about being Asian, though? Mm. I mean, I think
2: that a lot. I think a ton of people do this and I think that is very very prevalent in Hollywood I've done interviews where um you know, people are like, uh, "Can you only do like ten percent Asian questions?" I'm like, "You're you're talking <laughs> to the Asian Voices <laughs> reporter. What did you think you were gonna get into here? Ten percent?
0: Do you? Uh, I mean, uh, that I is mean, absolutely. Absolutely funny. fumi when you at a certain point when you know we were still beginners at, at comedy, but yeah. like, did you think that you know, I, I got too many Asian jokes?
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, when I first started. Uh, I didn't limit myself because I just needed jokes. Yeah, of course. Then you start hearing things like, not just the Asians, but they're like, bro, you can't just talk about race all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't. And and they that's 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 incorrect because they they bucket your stories as race. Mm-hmm. Right. But Like if I go to the grocery store and have a thing, have a situation, why is that an Asian joke? Yeah, when yeah, some Brad yeah, yeah. guy does the same joke, <laughs> but that's not a race joke. Right. 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 So you so if I have a story. Something that happens to me In America It's all of a sudden An Asian joke So you can't escape it You You know people just Right It's kind of like What you're saying They just like Bucket you in things They just They can only understand you In like four ways And so Now I just I go backwards I'm like I'm gonna go Asian But I'm gonna Like I'm gonna try to find Like an angle That you've never even thought of Right right So that The whole thing So it's not even At at the end If you really think about it It's not an Asian joke Mm -hmm. It's a joke about (laughs) anal
3: (laughs) or something but it's like but i just
1: happen to be asian guys that's the the thing
2: is like so many of our experiences the reason why race is in there is because you cannot escape the fact that you're asian like the the world sees you a Mm -hmm.
0: certain way i've tried yeah Mm -hmm. i tried to get out i couldn't you know (laughs)
1: yeah One, one thing that somebody said to me that i found kind of not insulting but it was more like oh you don't get it is this one comic white dude I would actually consider him a friend. He's a nice guy. Yeah. When, I was for, when I was like two years in, he did bring this up to me. He was like, dude, I think you're doing too many Asian jokes. Uh, and he was like, and I was like, well, I mean, like, I said like whatever. I don't remember what I said. But then he, he gave, he used this other black comedian as an example in the circle and he's very funny. But he's like, you see how that guy talks about his life without saying the word black? And I was like, yeah, oh, but nice. like, we, we don't have the luxury of doing that <laughs> because you don't know who we are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if a black like that's the thing is like for for a lot of black comedians because they've just been here longer and they've gone through so much shit that there are certain activities that you just say the activity's name and people just assume. In their, in their mind they're assuming There's like a like black, black community spaces, black spaces exactly yeah. they're like we don't Asian people don't really have that unless it's like I was at a sumo tournament or something. you know what I mean like I have to go really on the nose yeah, for you to be yeah, like yeah. all yeah. Asians. guys we all go to right? yeah we, right we, to, you
0: know, <laughs> we go to sumo tournaments I have to be last like, weekend man I have right? to say that shit lit. to get there so it's like <laughs> of course I have to
1: over explain being Asian right. and that's so right. interesting. that people don't understand is sometimes we have to over explain things and they're like well you're being you're talking about Asian too much and it's like so I want to like kind of wrap it up on this topic you're, you're a Twitter person Oh yeah Here you're we go You're a Twitter go. person right? some, Am f- I? Yeah. You are You have a lot of followers I, know, a lot of I shit feel too viral. like
0: journalism you Twitter is intertwined If you're a journalist And you're like no, you don't have to be but like it helps to be good at Twitter and to like know how to use I Twitter I feel
2: like I am so shitty at Twitter what <laughs> it viral it went viral
0: did you get
1: any like when you posted when you tweeted that thing that went viral about you know how you were ashamed to be Chinese and you discovered yourself in your 20s and now you're proud to be Chinese uh, did you get a lot of positive dms and also did you get some negative dms Oh,
0: actually we'll rephrase how much negative did you get let's just go negative did you get (laughs) negative a lot of negative from white people and asian people
2: um okay it is difficult to (sighs) okay so i think if you are a reporter especially if you are a woman of color and if you're a woman of color and you're asian um, and you're trying to do a serious profession. No one is Ooh, really. Yeah. <laughs> no one is really Woman, happy
0: about color. it. That's so crazy. With an opinion, with job. I with hear a that all
2: the time. Nobody no is happy about it. So a lot of my DMs are like is your pussy slanted? Like a lot of my DMs. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, a ton of my DMs. So and many I, I 12 will, year old
0: boys on Twitter.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's awful, and I will, I will post a lot of it. Uh, people you, will be I, like,
0: who did you fuck to get there? I, uh, blah, yeah, blah. What, my, what, my, my favorite thing on your Twitter is you have this thing oh, the about- The photo. Yeah, yeah oh. the, 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 food, <laughs> the the thing about someone calls you a dog eater and tells you get a real job or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good, it's so good. I feel that every, uh, every one of us should have like a t-shirt and we have a special day where we wear that t-shirt like of a, about of how a hateful times a Yeah, hateful DM or yeah. somebody, whenever someone's called you like a dog eater or like something a, Like that. yeah. Well, I think said like
2: what? Gook supremacist bullshit. I'm a, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. my next tattoo, guys. I've that's been sick. thinking about a neck tattoo for a while and yeah. I just don't I don't think anything else is better than dog, dog ad eater. eater or whatever, right? <laughs> you can put that's got to be the on on next one. that would be boom. fire. Got yeah, yeah, to be the sure. next one. I was thinking about tiny barbecue girl for a while just to like troll the shit. out of going delicious.
0: Okay? I Okay, I guess our last question is, is Twitter worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it?
2: Is Twitter worth it? Do you want to be abused every day?
1: I don't know. That sounds awful. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, personally, okay, so I think, like, and a lot of other POC journalists will tell you this, too. If you are told every single day that you do not belong in a newsroom, and this happens to me a lot, um, you start to believe it, you know? And so I've had a lot of days where I'm like... Uh, I don't know if I can last in this industry. I really don't know because, you know, after a certain point of time, you're not going to be hardened by a lot of this. Instead, yeah. you're just going to be like, oh, all these people are telling me the same thing. Do I actually belong here? And so for me, I definitely have days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to ignore the internet, I'm going to disable everything, yeah, just yeah. like get off the grid. So, and I think that probably for a lot of Asian dudes, it's it's it, it's
1: probably something you deal with too. You know, uh, not nearly as much. Yeah, we don't get. <laughs> I mean, like much. hateful DMs for being an Asian guy. Yeah, I haven't. Ha- I haven't had a I good get no DMs, which is equally as hurtful. Was that? <laughs> I get no yeah, DMs. Get no DMs. <laughs> please, please, someone, <don't laughs> please, someone, make me. fun of me, please. please no. Me.
0: no, go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, no, that
0: sounds sounds awful
2: yeah it is pretty it's shitty and i get it kind of everywhere so i think that a lot of people are very invested in finding you on every single platform so Mm. i know that i'll get you know four
0: square yelp
2: 4chan 4chan is not that for white supremacists? yeah yeah i I don't have a 4chan that's why um But, you know, people find me on Instagram and all of it, I think for, especially Asian women, because we have such a, like, we are so fetishized and that stereotype is, you know, is like the complete opposite of Asian men. Um, A lot of this stuff is like cutting you down in a sexual way and so Mm. it feels, it feels disgusting like it really feels like oh god like what did i do wrong and that's that should not be how anybody feels you know but that's kind of just how and i feel like if you ask any number of uh asian female journalists they're going to say the same (laughs) thing it's like someone um i remember one time someone tweeted at me like oh you probably fuck all these white guys to get acceptance from the white community dude i have no idea
0: do that and it's fucking terrible. That, <laughs> yeah. that is definitely. I don't a thing. The guy today because of that. These, Why these he, incels? He, he, I don't know. He just he was kind of like too woke, and he just like he just like does this thing where it's like if. Oh, he, sh- he shits on Asian women. Yeah, and it's just like if you're not like constantly like knee deep in Asian dick, you like not um like a true like follower of true believer and shit. And I was like, We're just, like <sighs> just fucking jerk off and go home, dude. Like <laughs> fuck you.
2: It's it's <laughs> annoying. It's like I understand where they're coming from. You know what I mean? I mean because yes. it's like I understand that you know the history of Asian men in the U.S. It's, For it's sure. really fraught and it goes yeah. even back to immigration since, you know, um, the Chinese Exclusion Act where Asian men... Exactly, exactly.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. do you know. We talked about it once.
0: No, we did.
2: It's basically <laughs> just like because of the Exclusion Act, Asian men weren't able to have nuclear families with Asian women Word. and then uh, anti-miscegenation miscegenation yeah. well, it's kept them away from other women as well and so in that way they were, their masculinity in the traditional sense was cut off mm. and so there's a lot of pain there I get it um,
0: blue ball pain that's what yeah, it yeah, is yeah. centuries centuries, of centuries a 200 of year
2: blue ball woo
0: that's a sick ass rap name
2: 200
0: year that's a sick ass um uh, like Western, I feel that could two hundred year blue ball. Yeah, just like like a Chinese just following lesson? a bunch of dudes in <coughs> Chinatown, and making railroad? and they're just like yeah, doing the railroad. They're yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. Friday night. They're yeah. just like they're all in pain. Man, oh. let's go, uh, let's go hang out and try to get some ladies. And like we're not, and then allowed. we're not, oh no, we're not it's allowed. illegal. Oh, no. That's, a, is good, that's a good script. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I hope
2: you make that script. Well, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you make that. Uh, I, I hope, hope Twitter's you a little better to you
0: because that sounds fucking terrible. Thank but you. But also, very much.
2: you know, and so that that whole thing is really annoying, but second of all, because okay, I like also I'm into Asian dudes, so get your facts straight, guys. Like Hollywood, Hollywood's, no. Hollywood's entire out. okay, Hollywood's whole like portraying Asian men in a terrible light didn't work on me, motherfucker. It didn't work. On no. you. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't brainwashed by that shit, so don't even go after me for that. Yo, that makes me up. so mad. Just back up,
0: you know. <laughs> get the facts right <laughs> from the yeah, drill Do, exactly. Do some research. Do some research. She's a research him. Exactly. Pro yeah. words. He loves
2: it. Can you just seriously like if you're gonna come? out after me like at least make it factual that wasn't even factual okay so yeah my longest relationship asian dude take take that yeah lonely asian guy yeah
1: take that that.
2: achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret
0: and we're back with our guest Kimi yam 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 yeah yam. that was good that was good Kimi yam, uh from puff and we're doing our favorite segment DOS race news, news. we got a couple of juicy ones today the first so one is uh a, a new york times style article uh which means it's not factual at all but it'll <laughs> be very emotional and uh, it is indeed because the title is i broke up um where does it go? I broke up with her because she's white. Mm. When it comes to dating, I'd rather not think about race, but that's hard to avoid. So this writer talks about how he, uh, I, 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 he's uh, Latinx, yep. I believe mm-hmm. he is. Dominican, I believe. Dominican. And he um, was with a uh, a white girl and then they, they broke up because, in his words, because he was white. He relates um, how he grew up and how he was taught by his father that you know you need to be chosen by a white person mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing uh you know as a way to get out the hood i guess you could say and then how uh he had to kind of like live with a lot of uh i guess what you might call microaggressions in in a lot in a lot of ways from yeah her some of the that things sort
1: of that stuff. he went through was you know i think of microaggressions from always from like an asian perspective but for sure some of the shit that he went through was like fucked up man like yeah uh the White parents of his white girlfriend would sometimes open the door and shut it on him and be like, Sorry, it's not taco night.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what it is, too, about microaggressions? It's just like, It's that's just, not micro. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, that's like the worst joke you've ever that's heard. That's the thing.
1: These white dads need new jokes. <laughs> Yo, white dads. You're like, It didn't even land. It didn't guys. even, land. It didn't it even, didn't even land. land. You know what I'm saying? Come on now.
0: Tacos. Um, this Yeah, so these, the, so he had to break up with her because he's white. And, um, you know, he talks about, you know, we're in, we're in the age now, all these things, you can't ignore about race, you can't ignore race and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tricky.
1: You know, one thing that was really interesting or that stood out to me was uh, there's all this talk about how you have to be chosen white by a white woman so she can quote-unquote save you on this stuff, but then he talks about when he started dating her, he would get hate from his own community. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, why are you trying to, like, you know, wh- you guys trying to be white? You guys trying to be white? So it's like a double-edged sword, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, he was like, I thought I was supposed to do this and then when you get there, your own people are like, what do you, you think? You're, you think you're better than me? Ooh, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean,
2: there's just, there's there's so much complexity around it. I think that when it comes to Asians, there's a whole other kind of battle because I, I do. And I've said this a million times, but because Asian men are so just portrayed as kind of like sex, sexless,
0: undesirable
2: Automatons.
0: You don't gotta rub it in. But yeah, okay, <laughs> no. Automatons. Should I, should
2: I keep going? <laughs> no, I, <didn't>. um, <laughs> hey, I can, I hey, can keep not going. Us, not, not
0: us. Not us. Not us. us. Not us. Not us. But, Sexless,
2: yeah. undesirable <laughs> automatons. Um but yeah, so because of this history, I get where so I I and I've talked to a lot of my Asian male friends about this. You know, Dating a white woman Does not mean you leveled up I'm sorry Ooh. It does not mean that But there is an Absolute perception For sure yeah. That you did Like yeah. it's Congrats Like you You hit the white level Like that really yeah. means something <laughs> You know what I mean And yeah. like that That 100% does not mean that. That just means that you've bought into this narrative that whiteness is best. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be dating out of social responsibility, you know? So it's like, yeah, I don't think like you should- Yeah, d- plastic
0: bags, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs>
2: Um, except I don't think do we, yeah Asians would probably just bring their own recycled <laughs> like, <laughs> right? reusable chopsticks yeah, yeah cause we don't want restaurant. that
1: 5 cent tax we're <laughs> yeah. not doing that nah. uh, have you um, dated interracially dated
2: interracially okay so a thing that I don't do is date Okay, um, just, uh, he just, he just, he just fuck? I just, um, so strong. basically, I don't know, I guess That's I made. <laughs> That's like Fujianese. 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 You know, um, they're yeah. out
0: here. They DDF
2: uh in the great words of 50 cent i'm a motherfucking pamp
3: yeah
0: no just kidding no
2: honestly though um i don't okay this is like the most asian mentality ever i Mm. really rarely date and when i say date i mean like i put effort into this Mm. um because i do think it's a distraction and i kind of Mm. always felt that if i'm gonna be chasing my dreams like i kind of don't need distraction so in the this whole like grand scheme so I've been in New York since 2014 mm-hmm. and I've only given it a real shot like ki- like once and it was like kind of recently that's enough and yeah. um <laughs> now you. you know how Mariah Carey uh, sued <laughs> James Packer because she was like you wasted my time like I kind uh, of feel that way right now I feel About this that dude. I feel that uh, well okay he, he's actually like really cool I feel like, like I want to see him win he's like a super genius or whatever okay. but you know like in the grand scheme of things i do feel like i just don't i don't know i just i guess like in the super asian way i don't i don't want distractions yeah. <laughs> I, will have to, I,
1: will, I do want to give a warning out to the listeners and the people who read this piece that you know just because you date within your race doesn't mean there's there's gonna be no more microaggressions mm. right especially among asians you That's know true right if you if you are vietnamese dating somebody who's japanese hey those Japanese people are going to talk shit behind your back, okay? Because that right. Asian hierarchy. So it, I don't know. It's like, it's not, I see his point, but it never ends. It's an interesting it thing ends. though because I,
0: I feel that, you know, you, you talk about you shouldn't date, you shouldn't feel that you should date out of social responsibility, but if things are coming to such a head now and, and we, you know, we, we got an episode coming up where, we, where one of our friends talks about how she broke up with her boy boyfriend not because he's white but because of like an instance which was very racially charged mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that you know th- there's this weird element now where there's uh th- that's like a factor y- yeah. you know yeah th- th- a factor that is more political than it used to be <laughs> yes, right i think know? it's not even like
1: are you white it's like how good are you about How good are you at talking about race? Yeah. Almost. And also,
2: like, empathizing. I think that's a huge factor. It's like, okay, I don't think anyone, I think it should be, you know. A fair playing field all around but I think if you do date interracially the other side needs to understand where you're coming from Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they have to be sensitive to where you're coming from and especially under this environment Um, I do understand that when you date within your own race and I've been in love before I was very young but when that happened I think that part of that was because there was an understanding there was a cultural understanding there are certain things that you really just don't have to explain and go Mm. out of your way to explain no one's gonna say your food is disgusting and no one is going to you know make like really uncomfortable jokes you know it's just like they're and then when you do make jokes it's very much within the community you know like Mm. we can make jokes about how um our parents keep like our sofas covered in plastic forever you know like that's a very insular like community joke but when someone says something like oh you guys are like good at math or can you even see yeah 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 yeah. are your eyes like wide screaming or whatever it's called (laughs) like that's just like (laughs) an old ass like annoying tired thing and so you don't deal with that if you date within your community you know and so Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm, i understand mm -hmm the benefits of dating within i understand that people just fall in love because they fall in love yeah. you know i
0: i always say that the the best thing is that if you're dating an asian person is that you don't have to explain that yes i want to eat rice again today
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yes every day
3: say, Bro, you know, say so. yes every day right? i
0: feel you
1: because because yeah uh, yeah i'm dating uh, a white girl i'm so sorry white? and uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. She's not the thing is she's Bulgarian. She's like an immigrant. Yeah. And I think so that's she's got a thing so. It, yeah. That, yeah. And like she you know, she grew up poor and all this shit. Like, we have the same immigrant mentality. And I think that's why we bonded right. over certain things. Fair. Because I wouldn't really bucket her in the same category as like my white friends from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. she's very cultured, she grew up here. Yeah. She goes she speaks Bulgarian, yeah. all that stuff. But that said, like foreign people, um they do they will like get like her dad if I go to her her house for dinner or something he'll always try to explain Bulgarian food using Japanese food terminology because he thinks I don't understand so
0: this is like a sushi but with meat inside I'm not joking (laughs) so they have a a dish where it's just it's cabbage and you
1: put rice in it Okay. Oh, it's like backwards sushi. It's like probably from China, but they eat it in Bulgaria. And he's like, oh, this is like Bulgarian that sushi. And I'm like, you know, but he's got that like an so accent funny. and everything. It doesn't sound that racist. And I know who he is. He's like a goofy dad and foreign people just don't always. Here we eat, go. Once into, again, right? goofy,
0: dads, goofy getting, dads getting people in trouble. So he'll you know? be like,
1: he'll be like, this is Bulgarian sushi. And then he'll have, he like makes his own alcohol at home because that's just the kind I of know, life he leads. That's and, cool.
3: And, <laughs> that's and, metal. And, like I know, I know <laughs> nice. what
1: alcohol is obviously but he'll be like this is like bulgarian sake
0: that's so funny You, does he show you pants? And it's like, oh, these are like Japanese kimonos, but for your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, so oh that comes down to, uh, <sighs> to you know, well, white dads. You know, you got to step, step up your up. game. Step, step up game. your game. Step up your game. Okay. Uh, speaking of white dads, this is a town full of white dads, probably, yes. and it's in Germany. <laughs> yes. And this comes from Vice. Yep. And this is this has been going around. So you guys have probably heard of it. But uh, the title is "What I Learned About Racism as the Only Chinese Person at a Quote Unquote Chinese, Chinese Festival." festival uh, this is. um we just want to give a quick shout out to Marvin Shin. I hope that I'm saying it. His name is Marvin Shin Ku. Uh, I believe he is German. He's German, German, Chinese, Chinese yeah. which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, he got super lost. I didn't know they were over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> This is a great article, and it's really interesting. I had so no idea interesting. that so this festival is here. Yeah. But um, yeah, and the, here's the, the, the the sub here is every year, 2,000 people come together. 20,000. 20,000, excuse me. 20,000 people come together to wear eyeliner and shout ni hao at each other at a Chinese festival in the Bavarian town of... Dietfert. Right.
2: Yo, I I appreciated that deck so much because that is my internal dialogue, I feel like, all day. It's like, oh, these white people shouting Nihao at
3: me. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't even have to go to there, dude. If you just walk down Broadway, yeah, you just walk down New Broadway, York. people will be yelling Nihao at me all day. So yeah. the,
1: so this fe- festival is like uh in this town called Dietfert, but did you read uh the, the reason why they do it is fascinating. Yeah, the right. history of it. Right. So they say legend has it that long ago the bishop of a nearby town of of Eichstadt, sent his treasurer to Dyatford to collect taxes. The people of Dietford got wind of it, so they barricaded the city gates and left the treasurer outside. He stopped back in, uh, in a rage and complained that the Dietfuritans, were hiding behind their walls like the Chinese. If and when this might actually have happened isn't exactly clear, but Diafer has chosen to identify itself with Chinese culture ever since.
0: So they have this whole festival, they have a quote unquote emperor, yep. right? That is just a what white is, dude. What's his it, name? Again? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a local butcher shop called, renamed the China Butcher Shop, yep. and the bakery is transformed into a Chinese bakery selling, they just put the word Chinese for in front of everything. Chinese donuts and Chinese pretzels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Chinese light the beer. branding? Yeah, yeah exactly. It honestly Chinese reminds lantern. me of
2: Chinatown in just, yeah, <laughs> just Chinese in front of everything, but nothing Chinese. But nothing Chinese. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it but, does yeah. feel like this is just becomes one giant <laughs> but Chinatown. they take you it
1: really seriously. That yeah, was the is most yeah. fascinating thing. part. This is not just like, you know, whether it's offensive or not. That's we can get to that later. But they take it very seriously. They wake up at like one a.m. Mm-hmm. They make hot soup. Yeah, uh, they're they, like put out, they put on makeup. They, yep. Make yep. they put makeup to make their doing eyes doing look And they're like
2: tape on mustaches. Yeah, yeah, they Manchu mustaches
0: uh it's it's pretty tense also, I would just want to say i don 't know if you guys noticed, but um marvin's outfits are fire, absolutely fire, so don't think Marvin that i didn't notice because I know you were I know that if you're into as as much into fashion as I think you might be, mm. you woke up that morning. At this festival going what should i wear <laughs> I can't be. Working, you know what i'm saying people are gonna be you're already chinese as a motherfucker, yeah so you, you gotta go the other way and dress like full goth or whatever it is you dressed as so it's really interesting i mean what, what were your, what was your take on it i think I, you you tweeted about this
2: yeah i mean one marvin is a great writer yeah for sure do you um, know him? i do not know him but i want to marvin mm. can you like- yeah tweet shout at us him. out yeah, tweet we'll, at we'll, him. we'll tweet at him yeah marvin like let's let's talk because i feel like we have the same internal mon- er, dialogue um s- okay so he's a great writer too his facial expressions oh my in God. every single photo fire mm. like they're just they can't lie he is uncomfortable as hell yeah, yeah yeah he is so uncomfortable he's and just, he
0: just <laughs> he's just trying to think how do i get out of this situation <laughs> Why yeah. like a <laughs> one piece for sure
2: like you're amused but you feel like kind of sorry for him but you're also like damn like let you do your craft. Like I know I understand where you're coming from. stick it out for a little bit. longer. There's a picture of him
0: and he's sitting in the throne, and I didn't notice it before, but the subtitle for or the, the caption is The Author in His Natural Habitat. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so piece so cool. is
2: so well done. And it's I think so good. I think the takeaway to was good too. I, I think that when we and then this is when, you know, outrage culture kind of does that for a lot of different subjects. It's like when we talk about different things, we don't talk about kind of uh, the intent behind them. Sure. And like levels of outrage you're supposed to have. So yeah. when, when you first see something like this, you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. But when you read into it, it's not that they're coming from a super malicious place. Right. I think that when someone comes from a malicious place, like puts on a rice picker hat, tapes their eyes back or whatever, that's... That's one thing. That's when they're outwardly mocking your culture. When they believe (laughs) that this is how you're supposed to celebrate another culture, they're being super ignorant and annoying. Uh, And they're like, Yes, I do want to singe my eyes out. But at the same time, like it is not you cannot get mad at them in the same way that you would someone who's super racist. Yeah, there's twenty thousand people
1: behind this.
0: Yeah, and I think Marvin definitely talks to that and he has mm-hmm. a kind of ambivalent feelings about it right and you know he definitely calls out like "yellowface," not not cool that's right. definitely like uh, yeah that's really not one of those things where even if you're well in meaning really good friend did it you just be like that i mean that's all that's that's closest to n-word as you can get for us it's like <laughs> that's really not like, not like a fun thing for us to right, experience right, ever right, right, right. you know even as a joke uh and, like the outfits it's like um oh, that might be okay some of this is like so off mm-hmm. that you're just like i Guess you're talking about Chinese people. Yeah. I don't know what China you're talking about, but, but you know, like,
1: I would equate it to this. Like this is, I mean, at, th- at the end he says that it was like half and half. like yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is like right. an amazing rate considering the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really That's Not bad. Not bad. That's really this good.
0: Gone, <laughs> you told me about a Chinese festival in Germany. I would be like, oh, get the fuck out of there! Right, it's right, a right. taken situation.
1: But like, have you guys ever been to like Japan or like back in Asia and you go to like a French bakery and everybody there's dressed up in like pinstripe shirts and they're wearing the berets?
0: Right? Ah, yeah, yeah. What yeah like what do French what do French people think about that so that's, you know? that's interesting because I think well first of all there's, there's no there's nobody like taping up their eyes you know to make more make themselves look more yeah. 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 I think it's like yeah I mean that is that is a little weird it's but like that one is like they're trying to emulate French Food as close as possible, like yeah. they like definitely like elevate French food. This one, they just fucking put the word China in front of the word bakery. <laughs> There's <laughs> the no right, China effort. bakery. He
1: talks about effort. In yeah, this. Exactly. He talks about effort. Like right. are you trying to do yeah. the do it the best way are you possible. Trying,
0: like are you like you know that those you know that like french bakeries are really big in korea and you know that those like st- those people studied in france and they have like right. a way of making french yeah. food there is like a such a thing also it's fucking like, good it's so like so if it, you're
1: enraged at the racism sit down and take a bite yeah exactly have uh, some of this cheesecake
0: you know and then and then try to try to figure that out there yeah. is like th- and also there is like a thing where it's like you know to you 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 touched upon this before but you want it to be french because you're can that that's considered like elevated
1: Mm-hmm. Right? For, for for pastries. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Whereas there's no, there's not like Korean, there's Korean Chinese food, yeah. right? And it's like not elevated. It's just like, it, it's great. It's People thing. love it. Yeah. But it's not like elevated food where it's like, oh my God, we're eating French food. It's so fucking oh, sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like a special thing. And,
2: um, well, it's kind of like how you know, there's there's no such thing as reverse racism. And if you want to really get into it, like yes, French people have colonized Asian countries. Sure. Like that is like a, there's a history, there's a painful Shouts, history there. <laughs> Shouts to <of Yeah>. colonies,
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, shout to Indochina.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like, there is a painful history there. If French people were to do that and try to, you know, look like really crazy, caricatured Asian people, that's that's not cool. But yeah, if yeah, Asian yeah. people were to do the opposite, that's, uh. Ignorant, but that's not racist. You right, know what that's I mean? us like mm.
0: trying to like because you know we're perceiving there to be levels of race, and we're aspiring to right, be another thing. Right, that
2: whole power structure is, is very different, and so I, I just don't. I don't think it's the same
0: thing. Mm. But
2: but do I think these German people who are like celebrating this festival are they evil? I don't no, think I, they're yeah. evil. Yeah. It
0: isn't, it's not like they're burning crosses or something like that. I guess they right. seem to be cool with yeah. with him being there. <laughs> well, but don't just they hope <laughs> hope that sacrifice a Chinese <laughs> guy. <laughs> and now finally My for everyone's favorite Bernie. part he's like Burning Man but a Chinese dude that's, named Andrew that's dies. actually
2: what they couldn't publish <laughs> yeah, we, haven't that's a yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard from him secret we haven't heard from him he's, he's dead, been he's, dead.
1: Gone. he's dead that's the most like vice ending to <laughs> yeah, article <canonical. yeah>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this and is vice he was a I'm sacrifice dead. I'm, dead. I'm dead i just yeah. likes himself he
0: didn't want they didn't want to kill him he, yeah. he killed himself uh, well shouts to Marva we'll be tweeting at you later and um, great and, article and shouts to D'Itford And we're back with our guest, Kimi Yam. Yay. Yeah, uh, from HuffPo. And we're going to play a quick game. Uh, we're going to call this, um, we've done variations of this, but we're, we're going to call this clickbait. Why not? Oh, God. And what it is, is uh, you are a journalist. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we all know, journalists are, are only good at making clickbaity titles. <laughs> so what <laughs> I did was I, I, found, yeah, it, I found some regular, uh, regular headlines from real news sources not like HuffPo. No, I'm just and I'm <laughs> the shade yeah, okay. exactly and we uh I just want you to try to rewrite these r- titles uh into something clickbaity okay here's one teresa may to ask eu for brexit extension
2: um okay teresa may um oh god this is tough
0: yeah that's that yeah. <laughs> but <come on. laughs> it's in there it's in there
1: oh my it's god it's in there this is um. What's that movie you compared to earlier? Not Game of Thrones. Oh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, baby.
0: Hunger Games.
2: Uh, Theresa May. Uh approaches parliament with enormous ask. <laughs>
0: huh. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I
2: closed the curiosity gap a little bit. You did? Mm, I you did. did, I did. Cause I'm just, oh, I can't do clickbait. It's not like Theresa no. may asked for what? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's one. one. Really it's that's,
1: that's, that's really like, whoa, clickbait. Right. I couldn't do that. I, I love how your that. brain blocks those. Yeah, I know. I like, you, yeah, that's journalists. Journalists. you need to brain. for
0: what? <laughs> I want uh let's just do let's just let's just do one more. Okay. Um Trump saying healthcare plan will appear reappear after elections
2: oh my god yeah uh maybe trump <laughs> trump blames obama for a healthcare crisis ah. <laughs>
0: that's, that's just not even it. that's not even in here that's, that's amazing not, but you, that's
2: you just you just know what he's do. obama seo
0: right, right. right. Boom, boom, boom. oh i
2: should i need to bring obama closer to the front um that's how it works oh is that how that works Yeah, all the keywords in the front. Oh God, I'm I'm showing you guys how the sausage is made. What am I doing? This
0: is delicious (laughs) sausage. Uh, This is delicious sausage.
1: Okay, everybody. That was episode fifty nine. We hope you enjoyed it. Again, our guest today was Kimberly Yam from the Huffington Post. Uh, Kimmy, do you want to you want to plug anything on the podcast? This will come out next Monday. Ah, uh, plug your social on the- media, any events coming up, any articles you wrote, any videos you made. You want to get some views?
2: Um. Okay, just follow me on all social media platforms. My handle is extremely professional. This is how you can tell I am a real hard hitting journalist it's Kimmy the Pooh K-I-M-M-Y T-H-E P-O-O-H nice um, it's because I wear a lot of crop tops and no pants just like Winnie the Pooh hmm. um, so yeah there we go just follow me everywhere so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna yeah. be dropping a lot of cool <laughs> stuff soon and also Heritage Month is coming up next month so we're okay Asian Voices is not gonna fail you guys we're gonna have a lot of really really Ooh.
0: really really awesome stuff it's gonna be great I'm gonna do Molly every single day in May for, mean, for the Asians. Yeah. Oh, for all right. The for for the too. cause. For the That's cause. So and, uh, again, Mike
1: is going to San Francisco.
0: Tell him your dates. I will be there uh, the ninth through through that week. So on the 9th I will be at uh, Pizza Hacker. On the tenth, I will be at uh, the laundry, and then on the twelfth I will be at <laughs> That's the that made up. I know. At, <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I will, and on the twelfth I will be at the setup at eight PM and ten PM. So come check me out, it'll be great. Hell yeah. And uh, please follow us on Instagram at asian. Asian Pod,
1: and you can also find me on there at the That's T H E F U M I A B E, and you can find me on Instagram at Nice Also check out our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/AsianNotAsianPod, and please leave an iTunes review because that always helps. And by the time this comes out, uh, it'll it'll be next week, so Hack City will be April. 17th. 17th Wednesday 8 o'clock at Canal Street Market address is 265 Canal Street we have new comedians every time come check us out we're working on the chair situation we're working on a chair situation we we're, might have a solution we're so. gonna get more chairs for you guys Yes. don't you worry about a thing we got you girl um, and boys so do that and I'm gonna be going to Japan for a couple weeks so the new the next couple episodes yeah. will be um, Wait, are you performing recorded ones. yes I am we performing. have some fans in Tokyo oh should I should I plug yeah oh man okay hold on I'll be at, um, but this address is not going to make any sense at like 90% of the, okay. Uh, on February, oh sorry, on April 14th, Sunday, this is 6.30 a.m. because that's New York time. I don't know. That's 6.30 a.m. New York time. So whatever that is in Tokyo time, I'll be at stand up, I'll be at the Life Standard Cafe. <laughs> I can't even, how do you read this address? 6-9 Azabuja, Azabujuban. Is you know reper? where you're going. This is what it says: Three Chome Minato Tokyo Japan 106-0045. I'll put a thing on Instagram. Just, <laughs> just watch out for my Instagram. But 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 I'll, apparently on Sunday, April 14th, 6:30 a.m. 6:30 a.m. New York time. New York time. I'll be doing comedy in Tokyo, so come check me out. And I think that's it. I think you guys have been amazing. I'm gonna miss you guys. Oh I'm yeah. Miss you guys. It's gonna be good. You I think the come next back? time you're gonna hear us like live live is. Probably May, maybe. maybe. Dude. Hopefully end of April.
0: I'll be doing Molly at that time. Yeah. For sure. We'll have changed. We'll have, I'll have a beard, maybe. Can we go without each other for three weeks? I, mean, I know. It's going to we'll be, be so weird. Did
1: I that chemistry? <sighs> 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 <sighs>
0: uh, so it'll be great. And uh, thank you again to Kimmy Yum. Yes, thank you. Huffpo. And uh And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Asian Not Asian
1: is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.